0: Welcome to the June 21st edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. I'm Taylor Edwards, intern for the Angus Beef Bulletin, bringing you the new main page articles in this edition of the Extra. Be sure to view these stories and many more at angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra. The first story I'm going to read for you today comes from our front page and is called Plan and Prepare. Greek philosopher Heraclitus is credited with saying, the only thing constant is change. Today's continuously evolving markets and conditions are proof of that. Ag economist and Nebraska farmer Brent Gloy also likes this quote by John Bates Clark to illustrate conditions. The modern world regards business cycles, much as the ancient Egyptians regarded the overflowing of the Nile. The phenomenon occurs at intervals, it is of great importance to everyone, and the natural causes are not in sight. Interestingly, Bates Clark made this quote in 1898. 125 years ago. Point being that while volatility in the weather and markets may seem irregular and unpredictable, they've been a part of the global economy all along. Producers recognize the challenges. According to Purdue's Ag Economic Barometer, producer sentiment at the end of 2022 and in early 2023 was near the lowest of the last six years, even in spite of good beef and grain prices. Why? Producers get it. They understand there's a risk and volatility in the marketplace, says Gloy. We know that there are big changes taking place. We just don't know how long. His advice to ag producers to navigate these uncertainties is to get ready, plan, and stay informed. He adds, let's prepare so when things shift, we are ready. Goy and ag economist David Cole shared remarks this winter via Farm Credit Services of America webinars. Here are strategies they suggest to navigate the economic landscape going forward. Pay attention. Even while commodity prices for beef and grains may look positive, Gloy advises producers to stay practical. Avoid excessive exuberance, he offers. The elephant in the room is the United States relationship with China. Pay close attention to that going forward, as well as the conflict with Russia and Ukraine and long-term interest rates. Similarly, Cole says the economic landscape of the future is going to require getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. That said, he adds, if you don't have economic challenges, you don't have opportunities. Gloy and Cole both have concerns about rising interest rates, says Gloy. When the Fed raises interest rates, that slows expansion in the economy, and that changes people's attitudes. Gloy adds that no one knows how long it may take to slow inflation. History suggests a recession is coming. In reaction to what the Fed is doing with interest rates, he says, I think we'll get one and it could be substantial. But when could be anyone's guess. Because interest is up, he says, land prices and rents may moderate depending on local supply, demand, and economic returns. Cole cautions producers to be careful of interest rate resets on any loans without fixed rates. He notes that increased interest rates means increased cost of production per head and per acre, which creates margin compression. In total, these economists are pointing out that interest rates are not far from ten percent, which can take a big bite out of profit margins. They caution producers to be careful the next couple years because with high cost levels, there's a lot at risk if markets dive quickly. Gloy says the bottom line in the ag industry is risk abounds. He encourages producers to think ahead, plan. Run the numbers to determine what prices are needed when marketing cattle or crops, and ask what-if questions with regard to how you would handle odd events or market slides. In this section, there are four tactics to consider implementing now, so be sure to view those online. Adopt a management mindset. Specifically, Gloy says, get specific about risk for your farm. Ask yourself, what three risks are you most concerned about in 2023? Once you identify and prioritize them share and discuss and evaluate options build resiliency and think strategically he advises he suggests producers monitor operational production and financial parameters within the financial category he says evaluate working capital interest rate risk debt service and sound capital investment plans likewise Cole points to the parameters he likes borrowers and lenders to monitor together beginning with more financial record keeping He says monitoring financials once a year does not cut the mustard in today's volatile economic environment. Profit margins can change quickly with large swings in commodity prices, higher interest rates, and rising input costs. Cole suggests quarterly or monthly cash flow statements to better manage the business. He even suggests developing various cash flow scenarios with different costs, interest rates, production, and selling prices to anticipate outcomes and develop marketing and risk management plans. He emphasizes that knowing break-even cost of production is essential to make management decisions. Both Cole and Gloy encourage producers to focus in on their working capital and liquidity. Cole notes the amount of available funds on working capital lines of credit can quickly diminish with inflated costs. Among the producers he works with, working capital has not rebounded as much as expected, says Gloy. It's an important financial shock absorber, so talk to your lender to improve it. All total, Gloy advises producers, be strategic and avoid overconfidence. He notes that the range of outcomes is often considerably wider than most of us would anticipate, and perfectly timing cycles is very difficult. To build a resilient and sustainable business, he suggests anticipating different price ranges and considering what you might do in various situations, such as having plans in place if an employee leaves, if there's a death in the family, or if a black swan event occurs. Cole's final advice is to fine-tune the details. The opportunity for business and personal prosperity is not about the size, the enterprise, or the next big thing, he concludes. It's about being a five-percenter meaning being a little better in many components of production, operational efficiency, marketing, risk management, finance, and in the focus of your values and goals. Other front page articles in this edition include an association perspective from Alex Tolbert, regional manager for Region 3, and information about the changing cost of cattle transport from the Livestock Marketing Information Council. Moving into our management section, we have an article from Elizabeth Cronin of North Dakota State University that's titled Monitor Livestock Water Quality Throughout the Grazing Season. Having access to good quality water is one of the limiting factors for cattle in most grazing systems. Across the region, many livestock producers depend on surface water sources, such as ponds and dugouts, to provide water for their livestock, says Miranda Meehan. North Dakota State University Extension Livestock Environmental Stewardship Specialist. Unfortunately, the quantity and quality of surface waters can fluctuate greatly throughout the grazing season, depending on weather. The quality of water affects cattle intake and weight gain. Studies have reported improved gains by as much as 0.24 pounds per day in yearlings and 0.33 pounds per day in calves drinking good quality water. Thanks to high levels of runoff, recent water quality screenings conducted by NDSU Extension have found sources acceptable for livestock use. However, the outlook for June shows a high probability for drier and hotter than average conditions across the state, which could lead to declines in water quality and quantity. These conditions create greater challenges for producers. As water quantity decreases, the potential for toxicity increases. Many water sources in the state naturally contain salts, which are dissolved minerals or solids. When surface waters become low, the mineral component of the water becomes more concentrated because minerals do not evaporate with the water. Of particular concern are increased concentrations of total dissolved salts, TDS, and sulfates. Elevated concentrations of TDS and sulfates can be toxic to livestock, resulting in decreased performance, abortion, blindness, central nervous system disorders, and death, says Meehan. For most classes of grazing livestock, the TDS in the water should be less than 5,000 parts per million. Sulfate is part of the TDS. The recommended concentration should be less than 500 parts per million for calves and less than 1,000 parts per million for adult cattle. Ranchers should monitor TDS and sulfate levels throughout the grazing season because weather and other factors can influence water quality. NDSU Extension specialists recommend a couple tools to aid in monitoring water quality, a handheld TDS monitor and sulfate test strips. These tools are affordable and easy to use. If the screening indicates the TDS is greater than 4,500 parts per million and or sulfates are greater than 800 parts per million, submit a sample to the lab for additional analysis. Hot, dry conditions also increase the risk for blue-green algae blooms can produce toxins that are harmful to livestock, wildlife, and people. Toxicity is dependent on the species consuming the water, the concentration of the toxin or toxins, and the amount of water ingested. The best method for monitoring cyanobacteria is visually, says Meehan. However, this can be difficult due to how rapidly a bloom can develop and ranchers ability to check water frequently. One potential solution is to use a camera to monitor water locations. If a bloom is observed, ranchers should remove livestock immediately and submit a water sample for testing. The sample can be evaluated microscopically for potential toxic species of cyanobacteria, or the water can be analyzed for several of the toxins at commercial labs at a higher cost. As the grazing season progresses, continue to monitor water quality to ensure livestock have adequate, good quality water, says Meehan. Contact your local NDSU Extension agent for assistance screening livestock water sources for quality or submitting samples for laboratory analysis. For more information on livestock water quality, visit ndsu.ag forward slash livestock water. As an editor's note, Elizabeth Cronin is an editor for NDSU Agriculture Communications. Lead photo by Leanne Schleicher. We have other articles in our management section for you all to check out. We have our gizmo section and an article about emergency crops that are also highly digestible and high yielding. Our next story comes to us from our health and nutrition section and is called Managing Heat Conditions is Important for Your Cattle Comfort and Efficiency. Minimize heat's negative effects on your cattle with these tips. Kansas State University Research and Extension Beef Veterinarian A.J. Tarpoff says temperature, humidity, wind speed, and solar radiation all affect cattle. Producers do need to watch daytime temperatures, however, Tarpoff says. Nighttime temperatures are just as important in preventing heat stress. They really need about six hours of nighttime cooling to dissipate the heat load they accumulated during the day, Tarpoff explains. A forecasting tool he recommends is the Kansas Mesonet. A weather data library provided online by K-State Research and Extension. It compiles information from weather stations across the state. In the menu, browsers can select heat index from the weather menu and animal comfort under the agriculture menu. To minimize the amount of heat stress on cattle, Tarpoff advises producers to finish all processing or handling work with cattle before 10 a.m. on hot days and potentially to push feeding times to later in the evening. When we feed cattle, They'll actually increase their heat load just from digestion for the next four to six hours, Tarpoff says. He also recommends reducing the stocking load, which increases spacing and allows for better air circulation and easier access to water. During the summer months, we want to increase wind speed as much as we can just to be able to dissipate some of that heat load, he says. Provide bedding and shade so cattle have a cool place to lay, Tarpoff advises, noting cattle have an immense shade-seeking behavior. Tarpoff says water misters should only be used in the morning and evening for evaporative cooling of the pen surface. We don't want wet cattle to cool them during the heat of the day, he says. That can be disastrous because we can actually increase the humidity at the pen level at the same time of the day. Interested persons can send their questions to Tarpoff at tarpoff at ksu.edu or contact your local K-State Research and Extension office. As an editor's note this article is provided by the k-state research and extension news service be sure to check out the other two stories in our health and nutrition section one covering asian longhorn ticks and the other discussing congenital defects that may be linked to silage consumption during pregnancy our final section of this edition of the angus beef bulletin extra is going to be our marketing section And the story I'm going to read to you from this section today is called Tough Culling Decisions Come With Drought forage Shortages. Give thought to which animals go first. With dry weather and short pastures, cow-calf producers face tough culling decisions. One way to match cows' needs to available grass is to sell cows. Give careful thought to which grass eaters go first, says Eric Bailey, University of Missouri Extension Beef Nutritionist. Under drought stress, identifying those cows becomes urgent. The first cut is simple, Bailey says. Even the best herds have poor performers that need to be culled. Sell cows not pregnant or nursing. There is no feed for free freeloaders when forage is short. Next, cull lactating cows with bad disposition. Bad eyes, bad feet, or bad udders, Bailey says. Now it's time to remove cows with blemishes or poor-doing calves. Everyone has a cull list, he adds, but they hesitate to act if a cow has a calf. Some culling helps even in good years. Culling poor cows improves herd averages. The goal? Keep the best genetics in the herd as long as feasible. Finally, lack of feed or water forces a move. Downsizing goes beyond simply getting rid of bad cows, Bailey says. Early weaning and selling calves can cut feed demand. That provides needed cash, but it can hurt annual income. Another strategy calls for splitting a herd into young and old females. Sell one of the groups. Two- to four-year-olds may have superior genetics, but older cows show success in the farm's management. Overall, culling depends on forage outlook for summer, fall, and winter feeding. Levels of destocking can differ from farm to farm in the same neighborhood. Rainfall patterns vary greatly. Bailey points out that in typical years, two-thirds of forage yields comes from its spring growth. One-third comes in fall growth. That's when winter stockpiling should happen. Missouri producers with cool season grass always deal with summer slumps. Even if rains return, Bailey cautions, expect below average fall forage yields. Fortunately, fertilizer prices have come down recently. Put down 40 pounds of nitrogen in August to help boost fall growth. Most producers are already feeding hay and may face shortages this winter. Also, hay growth this year may have been affected by spring fertilizer prices. A big long-term problem will be winter feed, Bailey says. Many farms face severe destocking. Initially, consider a 25% cut, he says. If normal rains don't return, consider another 25% later. Selling calves early in spite of revenue loss may take care of downsizing needs. A 50% cut ahead of fall forage growth may allow stockpiling pastures for winter grazing. That cuts feed buying but depends on a return of rainfall. The main advice is to plan downsizing, Bailey says. Management improvements such as shorter breeding seasons, not year-round calving, can benefit. For optimists, drought-induced coals can be beneficial. It forces decisions and management. To clarify thinking, Bailey offers a final thought. Producers who last longest in cow-calf businesses are not those who make the most money in good years. They are those who lose the least in bad years. MU Extension regional agronomy and livestock specialists can help plan. More information on forages is available from the Alliance for Grassland Renewal at grasslandrenewal.org. The Alliance includes partners from university, government, industry, and nonprofit groups. As an editor's note, this article was provided by University of Missouri Extension. There are two other articles that accompany this one in our marketing section this edition. The first is Five Options for Poor Wheat Crop, and another that is about tools from the University of Missouri to help cattle producers with on-farm budgets. As always, these stories and all of the back issues can be found at angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra. If you have questions or comments, please let us know at abbeditorial at angus.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great week.